Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. Hello. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, March 3, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hello, I am Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 409 of the Biden-Harris administration, 248 days until the 22 midterms. I'm on Instagram, the Bob Seska. Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Please follow me over there, and and I thank you. Oh, look, sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninjas. We got Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from-the-bunker.com, also patreon.com slash fromthebunker.com. And we've got David Ferguson, who we call T-Rex. And his uh, music project is Astral Summer, astralsummer.bandcamp.com. Oh, man, Goth Ninjas, I've got great news uh, out of Ukraine. And uh, the musician that we play here, who happens to be uh, from Kiev, Ukraine, Pasha Black, who's, uh, we're going to play another song by Pasha Black here coming up in a couple of minutes. Pasha is doing well. He's still in Kiev, and uh, he very much appreciates everyone's uh, support and follows and music downloads and all of that. Pasha Black Music on Twitter, and then, of course, ReverbNation.com slash Pasha Black. Link in the description. As I said, we're going to play uh, a song from an unreleased album that he sent to me. He's in the middle of being invaded. His country is being invaded by Russia, and Pasha Black sends me a brand new, unreleased single to play here on today's show. That is fucking awesome. Viva la Ukraine. I don't even know if that's a phrase, but yeah. I don't know what Just the- a mangling uh, of various languages, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so before we dig into Ukraine and Russia and uh, that nightmare over there, um, what did you guys think of the State of the Union the other night? We really haven't a, had a chance it. to dig in. Yeah, yeah. In spite of Bobert and Marjorie Three Toes. Uh, in fact, do you remember Bobert said she wasn't going to go because, you know, you either had to wear a mask or be tested? But, oh, my God, she made it. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought, you know, him being specific on Build Back Better mm-hmm. is helpful. <laughs> yeah. For those of uh, for those of the people out there that don't know what's in the bill, mm-hmm. they were like, wait, I like that. Wait, I like that. Except for, you know, Susan Collins rolling her eyes at the minimum wage and yeah. she can go fuck off. Schumer. Susan Collins can go s- sit and spin on a running chainsaw as far as I'm <laughs> concerned. Suck it. 
David has arrived. Hi, David. Yeah, hi, David. <laughs> oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, and, and Jody, I want to talk to you about, uh, to me, the, the thing that hasn't received a whole lot of discussion after the State of the Union, which is Joe Biden's pledge to find a cure for cancer. Um, which I think in some way we've all been affected by cancer. You more than many, I think. What what did you take away from that? Did that give you some hope? Did that give you uh, some, uh, yeah, some indication that we might actually do this? He, uh, when he first started uh, Moonshot, um, when he was the vice president, um, he actually asked my mom to come meet him. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, so she did meet with him privately in mm-hmm. his office and then she was there when he announced moonshot i don't know if she spoke or not but she was there yeah um so he's obviously personally dedicated to that for mm-hmm. obvious reasons um and i i have hope you know hi republicans they're yeah. rolling their eyes at that too yeah oh i'm sure they are it, i mean it, if he said i love puppies they would roll their eyes at that i mean of course they they're would. fucking assholes yeah yeah mm-hmm. i uh did a deep dive into glioblastoma and it's not the first time i've done that because we have lost some real legends to that form of yeah. brain cancer neil peart obviously from rush uh gord downey from the tragically hip ted kennedy john mccain tim conway uh gene siskel and what was fascinating to learn as i discovered Oh, my God. These are a lot of guys. There's just a lot of men who have died from this. Turns out men are 60% more likely to get glioblastoma than women. And uh, I think the timeline generally is about three years from diagnosis to death. There really is no cure for it yet. And that I think that's what killed Bo Biden, glioblastoma. I think it was, yeah. Yeah, and it could have been from one of those burn pits. So talk about tone deaf, David, in terms of uh, Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene standing up and heckling right as Joe Biden's talking about his son who died from brain cancer because he was serving in battle defending his country. How fucking insane. How fucking tone deaf. How crass and crude and insensitive. I hope even the Republicans, at least privately, are going, sit the fuck down and keep your mouths shut and show some goddamn respect. Though I doubt nah, we're talking about the no, Republicans. They see the dollar signs coming in. That's all they see is <laughs> yeah. donor dollars. Uh-huh. You know, like, you know, the, the liberals are trying to cancel us for heckling Joe Biden during his speech. You know, yeah, and it's yeah. just, it's another fundraising opportunity. But, you know, I feel like I should point out that it's, uh, I think it was a C- ABC Monmouth poll or something, but like 78% of people surveyed thought Biden's speech w- was a success. Yeah, it was CBS News poll. Yeah, absolutely right. 78%. That's a pretty big deal, isn't it? That's a huge deal. I mean, granted, the Fox News people probably mostly weren't watching anyway because didn't have their dude. And they, you mm-hmm. know, they can't pay attention to anything that, you know, doesn't <laughs> immediately grab them by the pineal gland or whatever. But like... <laughs> Yeah, 78% is incredibly high. Well, and then Go going ahead. back to Lauren Boebert, you mentioned something before the show about Whoopi Goldberg. Did uh, Whoopi Goldberg hammer her? Ooh, Whoopi Goldberg just laid into her. Yeah, it's yeah. like she was talking about there are people, the people who do the, in the military are there because they will do the things that we can't do. Exactly. That we cannot bring ourselves to do mm-hmm. or are too afraid to do. Yeah. And then she went on to say, and so you're going to heckle President Biden when he is talking about the military and about his son mm-hmm. who got brain cancer because he served in Iraq yeah. and, and died of it. And, you know, she was just like, 
you know, she's like, we need leaders. We don't need this. Mm-hmm. She's like, who do you think you are, little girl? <laughs> I mean, she pulled her whole, like, you know, I kind of feel like in the, you know, in like the, my high school in heaven, like, you know, Whoopi Goldberg is the assistant principal. And she just basically sat her down and was like, you're getting detention. Yep. This is going on your permanent record, mm-hmm. little girl. I mean, it was just. <laughs> well, here's the thing about uh, Bobert and Marjorie Taylor Greene. They picked that spot. They had the remarks in advance. They had the speech in hand, and they decided, here's where we're going to go. This was not something they did spontaneously. This was planned beforehand based on the advance release of Joe Biden's State of the Union remarks. Well, you are presupposing that they can read. (laughs) What I am supposing is that someone read it to them, perhaps, or Mm. it was spelled out phonetically for them. Uh, both of you. But <laughs> needless to say, uh, they knew that it was going to happen right as Joe Biden's talking about one of the most uh, uh, tragic events of his entire life. I mean, Joe Biden has lost close family members. First, when he was first inaugurated into the United States Senate back in the early 70s. And then again, when Bo Biden succumbed to glioblastoma, possibly because of these burn pits and God only knows what kinds of chemicals and off-gassing comes out of those burn pits. And there's a suspicion that that may have caused Bo Biden's glioblastoma. And uh, I was so happy to see that Joe Biden was doing this. And I, I wanted to mention this, too, in the context of announcing a cure for cancer from the bully pulpit of the White House. There was an episode of The West Wing where Bartlett was painted into a corner over some scandal, or I forget exactly what the scandal was. It may have been the leaking of the classified space shuttle. because the, It wasn't the, a secret plan to beat inflation? No, no, it wasn't that. But I, I don't remember exactly what the scandal was. But Bartlett goes, okay, can we announce a cure for cancer? And so he's talking to scientists, and he's sitting around this table. Can we do this? Can we say we'll have a cure for cancer within 10 years or something like that? And they decide against it because... It was born out of cynicism. It was born out of, okay, well, let's just say this to wiggle out of this predicament, wiggle out of the low poll mm-hmm. numbers. That's not what Joe Biden's doing. Joe Biden, you get the sense, and this is one of the things that I found so compelling, despite the fact that, you know, I've never been a huge fan of Joe Biden's public speaking. If you voted for Joe Biden because you expected him to be Barack Obama at the podium, you don't know a goddamn thing about Joe Biden. Right. But here's where he makes up for that. He makes up for it in decency, honesty, authenticity. You're heart. What, what were you going to say, Devin? Oh, I was just saying he's got heart. Yeah, heart. I mean, he means every word. Right. It's not like he's not dazzling you with his oratory skills. Not that I feel like Obama was being like a heavy metal guitarist. He was just yeah. really talented mm-hmm. and was basically, I mean, Ob- in Obama's speech, he's basically singing. Yeah, you yeah know? that's true. Yeah. Um, and so... Biden is a plain spoken guy from Scranton. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how many times we're going to have to reiterate this, but I mean, you know, he just, they don't give him these oratorical flourishes. They don't have him flying eagles into the face of God. Yeah. They just have him telling the truth about his life and what he wants to do and what he, how he feels. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think and, it, it, it doesn't obscure the fact that he is a competent leader on top of everything else. We've had folksy presidents in the past. George yes, W. Bush. George W. Bush, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, Jody. And, and the thing with George W. Bush is 
there was no real substance underlying that folksiness. So it was it just came off as a dumb guy. That's George W. Bush's public persona. This is the dumb guy who's uninformed, just like Donald Trump. Donald Trump could grapple himself to the podium and force himself through probably some form of chemical enhancement to be able to follow along a teleprompter. But the things that he was saying came off as completely inauthentic. It was just a series, Donald Trump, as we all know, series of lies and bullshit. Everything out of his mouth was either a lie or bullshit. One or the other. And some of it was a bullshit lie. <laughs> so you combine right. some of the two. So there were three categories. But Joe Biden, I'm sitting there watching, you know, I I believe this guy. I believe yeah. that he is genuinely like this. And I've been around in politics, well, been following politics long enough to know that sometimes these personas are put on for politics, put on for the uh, edification of voters and the general public. But with Joe Biden, you, you get the sense that it's the real deal. You get the sense that he is the real deal. You know what I mean? Well, the thing about Trump, I mean, Trump knows nothing. Mm -hmm. He knows apps and he's proof that you can be on this earth more than 70 years and learn nothing from your experiences. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whereas Joe Biden has clearly like felt everything that's happened to him, mm -hmm. learned from it and changed his worldview accordingly. Yeah. 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 Um, he's the thing about Trump. I mean, I realize like Trump is from this class of dinosaur men who think that talking is working. <laughs> right. You know, like yeah. he's like all he's like all he does is do conference calls and run his mouth mm -hmm. all the time, and yeah. it's all it's all he knows how to do. Mm -hmm. He has never changed a tire. He has never washed a dish. I mean, he probably is barely even competent at wiping his own ass. Right. He just talks. That's all he knows how to do. That's all he knows. Yeah. And since he knows, I mean, since the words are coming out of an empty chamber, it's all just bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's all just exaggerations and lies and how everybody loves me. And this general, this big manly man told me how awesome I am. And then we went <laughs> to the science pavilion and a guy told me not to push a button, but I pushed it anyway. And it's just like, he's seven years old and like knows nothing and has learned yeah. and gained nothing from yeah. passing through the world. True. And on, on the other hand, Joe Biden doesn't try to pretend that he's something that he's not. You know what I mean? Right. right. And, and Donald Trump was nothing but that. Donald Trump always about the facade, always about the performance, always about the bullshit, whether it's his hair, his stupid suits covering up his teeny tiny shoulders, whatever it is, his lifts, his, you know, all of it. Donald Trump is entirely phony baloney from top down, but you don't get that from Joe Biden. So I don't care that he said Iranian instead of Ukrainian. I just don't give a shit because I know he's doing the work. I know he that he's a stutter. Yeah. Well, that's, that's also true. So I mean, let's uh, see what anyone else with a stutter, get up and talk for an hour and a half and not make any mistakes. I mean, mm -hmm. it just, it just it kills me how the bar is set so fucking low for the Republicans that it's like, you know, behind the devil's asshole at this right, point. Right, right, right. It's like so far underground, it's beyond hell. Yeah. And it just, they will sit there and like openly shit themselves and be like, eh, yay, cancer, or whatever the fuck they were doing. <laughs> and their fans eat it up because it's just about malice. Yeah, it's it is. all just about hate yeah. and yeah. making people hurt right. that we don't like. Yeah, it's the and cruel just, whimsy, yeah. Yeah. So, Jody, what did you think of uh, the part of the speech where he was talking about, uh, and this was something that isn't getting a lot of discussion either, and that is uh, this phenomenon of ghost guns. 
where people are buying kits online mm. and they're assembling their firearms at home from these kits, which are untraceable, unserialized. You can get them even if you're a prohibited purchaser of firearms, like domestic abusers and so on, can get these uh, these ghost gun kits and assemble these guns. I was so relieved. It's an amazing thing, and I'll just give you some background on this. A couple of weeks ago, Mike Farley, whose music we play here on the show quite often, he's a music publicist who uh, sends on you know a lot of his clients and so on to the show. So many of the great bands that we play here on the show are thanks to uh, Mike Farley introducing them to me. And so Mike Farley sends me this email a couple of weeks ago, and he says, Bob, you should read this link about ghost guns. Holy fucking shit, ghost guns. And I was like, I started looking into it and I said, oh my, this is utterly fucking nefarious. I mean, talk about sashaying on through a colossal whopping loophole in the law that people can actually buy these goddamn things. And so when Joe Biden said it, I was like, holy shit, is it like Mike Farley uh, ghostwriting for Joe <laughs> Biden? This is great. I'm so glad. Did you know anything about the ghost guns uh, before? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've okay. heard of them. Um, I believe they are also made of a material that you can get it through um, metal, metal detectors. Yeah, they're made yeah. like out of plastic or something like that. The only thing that would be metal would be the bullets, and they're not really looking for bullets so much. So yeah, yeah. Um, they can get into it on a plane, and um, that's what's scary about them. And they, it's the same as printing your own money. We should not be allowed to print our own fucking guns. The, the law, when it comes to gun control, is so porous. That well, and you would think the gun manufacturers wouldn't want this either mm -hmm. unless they're selling these kits, which is another, you know, offshoot. But, <laughs> yeah, but say, you know, you're Remington. Do you really want people making their own fucking guns at home? Mm -hmm. Like assault rifles are really like that's a very precision instrument as much mm -hmm. as it is like, I mean, a not precision weapon. Uh, it's the opposite of a precision weapon. But like I think building those is – Pretty, I don't know. I could be wrong about this. It seems like somebody was telling me that it's like kind of an art form. But I would, I would imagine that most people are making handguns because they're smaller, yeah. Yeah. easier to conceal. Not your, I mean, but you can still shoot a lot of people with a decent handgun. So yeah, and you know, by the way, just uh, as a side note. Uh, all of the Republicans who are defending Putin and Russia should probably know that Russia's got some pretty strict gun control laws. Yeah, no shit. You're not even allowed to own a handgun and keep it at your house. If you own a handgun, you have to keep it stored in a secured facility like a shooting range or uh, where you can't keep it under your pillow, for God's sake. And there are numerous other background checks, obviously, restrictions. You have to go through a certain amount of training in order to simply own a shotgun in Russia. On top of the fact that in Russia, you can get an abortion through the first trimester and beyond, if you, if you want one. So all of you Republicans, all of you Trump supporters who are like, yes, go Russia. Well, good luck. Go to Russia, guys, please. There you go. Move to Russia. And then go around insisting everybody speak English. Good luck with that. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was a strong speech. I'm so glad that it seems to be sticking to the tape. I'm so glad that mm -hmm. people seem to be responding well to it, as I think uh, they should. Because one of the, uh, I think, upsides of the speech is I, I think a lot of people, a lot of voters, forgot why they voted for Joe Biden in the first place. 
And Tuesday night kind of reminded them exactly yep. why they voted for Joe Biden. Oh, he's a decent guy. That's right. Oh, he's competent. Ah, gotcha. Yeah, he stumbles. But, you know, so do I. At least he's doing a good job behind the scenes. So that's that's a positive. He's like the best spokesman for his agenda. And I think, <laughs> yeah. this, I think yeah. two things happened as a result of that mm-hmm. speech. One is with the, the outburst from, you know, whatever their names are. Yeah, yeah. In the the sea slug row, um, <laughs> they just looked like shitheads. They yeah. looked yeah. like assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, I mean, I'm sure there is a certain percentage of people who just were like, "Yay, get them, girls!" But on the whole, most Americans looked at that and were like, "Look at those disrespectful assholes!" Yeah, you know. Yeah. And then the other thing is that we've got, like you said, a booster shot of, "Oh, that's right. Why? That's why we voted for him. He has an agenda," and it highlights how dysfunctional Congress is ahead of the midterms, which is important because I think, you know, that America needs to know that it's not an ineffectual Biden agenda. It's two ineffectual Democrats and 49, you know, evil Republicans. By the way, just as a brief statistic here, also Tuesday night were uh, primaries in Texas. They had a primary election in Texas Tuesday Mm. night. And while overall turnout was still pathetically low, I think it was in the teens, somewhere around there. Come on, people. Come on, Texas. Don't be so fucking stupid. Yeah, well, the good news is is that Democratic voters outnumbered Republican voters overall. So, yeah, I will sit here and say, yes, I... uh, because uh, I was hectoring Democrats <laughs> on Tuesday, saying, you know, I yeah, it's going to be low turnout again." But no, it was uh, it was pretty solid, all things considered. It was still low, but better than the Republicans, which is good. Having the Republicans not trust elections is a double edged sword. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't turn out and vote, but they're more likely to shoot people. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? I wanted to ask you, Jody. Uh, Joe Biden announced something uh, also Tuesday night, and that is. He's going to appoint what he called a chief prosecutor for yeah. pandemic fraud. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Thank God. And Is Fox I, News in those crosshairs? Yeah. I <laughs> want to know more about what uh, constitutes fraud that at least I think is going to be prosecuted. He's, I think he's concerned about, you know, ivermectin sales and that kind of thing. Right. Um, and then I think he's also concerned about price gouging since COVID. Yeah. Uh, which would include oil companies. Profiteering, Hi. yeah. Uh, profiteering off of people and then uh, Facebook, Twitter, and others making money off of misinformation and, and malinformation, YouTube, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, um, promoting fraudulent claims. Yeah. Um, you know, going after people like that because people have died because of that shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I, I wonder if it also entailed some of the broadcasters and voices who are I hope so. deliberately uh, spreading disinformation about all of this. I don't know if that's exactly what they're going to be prosecuting. It's going to be tougher for that because of free speech laws. That is um, also true, yeah. Uh, but like the FCC, at least for broadcast television, can come after people, mm-hmm. which should control the internet and should control cable. And I wish we would amend those laws yeah, um, yeah. Uh, because then they could go after, you know, that online mm-hmm. yeah, and exactly. streaming companies and shit. But uh, right now, I- I'm glad that it's being formed. I know that there is a committee in the House discussing COVID response. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just not hearing about it. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm glad that's kind of happening under the radar so it's not getting as politicized as it might otherwise be. Right. So that's that's actually good news. I- I'm glad to see that that is uh, happening quietly because if it were to be Yeah, become- they add three more cameras to that room and Jim Jordan will be in there screaming. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
absolutely fucking right. All right, well, let's dig into this. If you have any doubt, it's gonna take him out, Ukraine. All right, um, I wrote it. First of all, I wrote a piece for the banter. out right now, uh, thebanter.substack.com, where I discussed how uh, I believe another shoe is getting ready to drop in Ukraine. It's just, it's, it's kind of been, and I don't want to say it's been easy because it's been horrifying for Ukrainians. Uh, I think CNN estimated that so far, I think it's 2,000 Ukrainians have been killed. Basically the same number of people who have been killed in the United States from COVID, you know, on Tuesday. And uh, Vladimir Putin is going to get more destructive before he gives up. Yeah. Fiona Hill, she scares the crap out of me. (laughs) Yeah. What did she say? She's like, oh, no, he's going to probably use some sort of nuclear device. It's not going to be a huge thing. But she's convinced that he is because he's getting backed into a corner. She's not saying, you know, like Hiroshima style. Yeah. Well, there are such a thing as uh, battlefield nukes. Uh, Back in the day, they used to be called frogs. They would, and they were low-yield uh, nuclear warheads mounted on, you know, field artillery. And, yeah, it's a shit like that I'm concerned about. I mean, you know, I, I haven't really allowed myself to go down that road only because, good God, those of us in Generation X and certainly yeah. baby boomers mm. have been through that ongoing feeling of being off balance, not knowing if, you know, the world is going to be destroyed a thousand times over because... You know, some politician somewhere in Russia or even in the United States gets a wild hair up their ass. You know, it's like living with that growing up. You know, I try to resist going down. I try to resist yeah, going down the road to say of panic. About that that what? may be helpful. Uh, I I've went through the. I mean, when I was a little kid uh, I was t- and up into being a teenager, I was sure that any moment there's going to be a flash, yeah. and then the house would collapse, and it would right. be the nuclear fucking war. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like. Jody, you live in Los Angeles. You live next to Washington, D.C., Bob. Oh, yeah. I live, you know, I mean, like, it's really, if it does happen, if there is a nuclear apocalypse, you won't know it. Mm-hmm. There'll be a flash, and you'll be like, what the fuck? And then it'll be over. <laughs> oh, no, and I know. So, like, I, I live 12 miles from downtown L.A. I'm, I'm vaporized for sure. There yeah, is yeah. nothing any of us can, like, do about that today. And so just, like, I mean, like, if it happens, you won't feel it. So don't worry about it. Oh, yeah. but David, I was told as a kid that if I got underneath my desk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sure. That's just so your body parts will stay in one little clump. <laughs> right, right. Well, the good news about where I live, I, I live right near the Department of Energy. And they positioned the Department of Energy in a location in the Washington, D.C. area that just happens to be outside the blast radius of a nuclear attack on the district itself. Right. They've moved the Department of Energy outside city limits. Get new missile for that target, yes. We're going Wait, to fire at Germantown. Guten Tag, <laughs> Germantown. 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 We love David Hasselhoff. Um, yeah, so here's the latest uh, out of Ukraine. A day after gaining controls from the New York Times, of their first major Ukrainian city, Russian forces on Thursday laid siege to urban areas across the country in a grinding offensive that has pummeled civilian neighborhoods with increasingly heavy artillery and reduced basic services to rubble. The assaults have deepened a humanitarian crisis that's prompted one million people to flee the country and a million more to abandon their homes for Ukrainian cities farther from the fighting. The swift fall of the major city of 
Kearson. I, I think that's how you pronounce it, K-H-E-R-S-O-N, in the south of the country raised fears that other cities could soon follow as Russia's bombardment created pressure on people to surrender. What is the point of making Ukraine look like Syria? Yeah. If you're trying to conquer a territory, you want its industries intact. Right. So that people will be working and you'll be making money mm-hmm. from their taxes. If you're trying to annex another country, you really want the factories and industry to continue, yeah, don't yeah. you? I, so w- bombing it to rubble, it just – like this kind of combat, it doesn't make sense anymore. No, it doesn't. It doesn't – like it just – it's like – <sighs> why would they want to – and also, why would they want to contaminate uh, an area of Ukraine, uh, quite a large area, by using nuclear weapons? Uh, it seems like that would render that region yeah. completely uninhabitable. So what's the yeah. point of you've that? Made, you've killed a bunch of people, and then you've made a whole bunch of people sick, and they're yeah. going to need health care. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like – I mean, what are, you, what are your plans? It's like any time you take hostages mm-hmm. of any kind, you immediately become responsible for them. Yeah, right, right. Like you are their new parent. If you have hostages, you have to feed them. You have mm-hmm. to make sure that nobody else takes them. You have to, like, make sure they don't die yeah. of any kind of, like, you know, they've got to have their insulin or whatever. You know, like, I'm just saying, like, this is like just a stupid – Stupid, stupid, like, plan on Putin's part. Like, I just... Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, well, the Ukrainian military is conducting a uh, hugely effective and mobile defense using their innate knowledge of their home turf. This is something that uh, many, many invading nations have had to face over the years, which is that if you're playing on someone else's ground, they're going Mm -hmm. to know it way better than you do. They're going to know where the high uh, points are, the high ground. They're going to know where all of the blind alleys are. They're going to know how to uh, set their flanks way better than any invading army will know. I mean, obviously, the invading army has maps, and they can read maps, and they can read topographic uh, details and things like that, but they're not going to know it with the same familiarity as the people who uh, live there and grew up there. So that's going to be a, a From challenge. From what I'm hearing, the Russian infantry, they most of them can't read maps. They're 19. <laughs> they didn't yeah. even know they were going to war no, they until they unloaded in Ukraine or on the border. Did you guys uh, hear just, about Ukraine offering uh, to send soldiers that have uh, surrendered back to their mothers in Russia. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I, I didn't know exactly. That sounds so ominous, though. Like no, 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 no. no, no basically, no, 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 no. I know. I know. No, no, no. I know. They're basically saying, "Mothers, we know your. You want your sons home. Yeah. If you want them, let us know. I think they sent them in leaflets, and I think there might have been something over some sort of radio broadcast in Russian hmm. to Russian women whose sons have been there that don't want to be there that have been captured and are being taken care of by the Ukrainians because the Ukrainians are saying, hi, you want your kid back? We're happy to give him back to your mother, to his, his mother, but not to his regiment. Yeah. But not to his regiment. We're happy. So if you want to do this, this is how you do this. You can come to us, give us the name. We will let you know if he is with us. And if he is, we are happy for you to come pick him up and take him back to Russia. Hmm. Basically saying, we're not going to kill him. We're not going to starve him. We're treating him well. Take them back home. Yeah, and I was reading, too, that uh, Russia is going to be sending arrested protesters to the front lines, basically inscripting yeah. them and, and, you know, yeah, I think that's a bad military. idea on this, Russia's like, part. Like, 1596 like, really? AD? What middle aged shit is this? What are like, they going to like, do? Like, I'm, a, I'm against a war. You're going to put me on the front line like I'm going to fight? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a great way to sabotage your military effort, yeah. isn't it? You know it what just I mean? Does, it seems stupid. 
All right, we're going to take a, a, a quick break here, and when we come back, we're going to get into some more uh, sanctions and uh, Ukraine I just have news one thing to add. What's that? <laughs> I just, I can't believe that nobody ever told Vladimir Putin not to get into a land war in Asia. <laughs> I know. Well, I see, I said that to Malcolm Nance, and I was quickly corrected that uh, Ukraine is actually Europe. Yeah, and so yeah. you can't, I mean, you know, look, the, the terrain is the same, yeah, and but the maxim just, can just, kind of still apply. But yeah, I know what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Because I really wanted to drop that one on Malcolm Nance and make him laugh. He's like, well, nope, it's Europe, Bob. <laughs> I said, ah, fuck. Well, actually, sorry, Malcolm, you should have at least laughed. It's a good line. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, well, let's talk about the after party. Every Friday, Kimberly Johnson and I record a fourth Bob Seska Show podcast for the week. But this one's totally different from the usual Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday shows. The Friday after party is loaded with all the politics you demand, while also including uncensored, completely obscene conversations about sex, movies, television, our personal lives, all the crap all that we can't get away with on this show, for example. So please help support this podcast by subscribing to our Friday After Party for just $10 per month. And bonus, you're also going to get two Shadow Docket shows every week included in that level. That's bobseskashow.com. Run, don't walk. Sign up now. Or just click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at bobseska.com. Thank you. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Bob Seska! Watching the news on TV, you're smiling, sitting in doors on your own. The weather is awful, your mind's controversial, nobody's calling your phone. So far, the delusion. Become the mundanity, a mixture of darkness and light. All these public presidents, worldwide insanity, the badders are gripping to time. This is uh, Pasha Black from Ukraine. Take your time and talk to me. All right. Yeah, God, this is such a great song and so appropriate for uh, what Pasha and so many others are living through right now in Kiev and elsewhere in Ukraine. It's a song called Remedy from his unreleased album called Remedy Plus. Uh, ReverbNation.com slash Pasha Black to support him. Also, uh, Pasha Black Music on Twitter. 
go and follow my don't you? I think uh, you know he and all the musicians, all the people of Ukraine need our support, and we're happy to stand in solidarity with Pasha and uh, his family and and uh, everyone. Okay, in I'm Keith. gonna cry. I'm yeah, crying right. now. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Here, play some Pasha, Carrie Hamilton please, now. Please keep safe. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Okay, let me pull myself back together here. Okay. We All can't right. call people, can we? Can we call Buzz? Can, can we call Buzz? <laughs> why would we call Buzz? Why do you, why do you want to call Buzz? Because he always makes me feel happy and safe. <laughs> <laughs> we, can al- we can always play Buzz's jingle. When you say Buzz, he said the lot Yay. of things nobody else would say. When you say Buzz, he's told a lot of jokes you'd hear on Father's Day. When you say Buzz, you tell the world you want your podcast from the very best. There is no other guy who has done all of this. Because the king of news, he likes to reminisce. When you say Buzz, Burbank. All right. You've said it all. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> All right. There, I hope that helped. Okay. It's, just, uh, uh, yeah. it's such a scary time. And it really is. Yeah. I mean, to know people, I mean, to actually connect with people who live there uh, brings a whole new dimension of... Uh, you know, of support and empathy. And, you know, we, we all want to reach out and we all want to help these people. And uh, I know a lot of uh, folks on the uh, social media and on Twitter and elsewhere, uh, you know, just want to unleash America's military on Russia to help the Ukrainians. And I feel like, no. well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understand that instinct. You understand but, ah. that that is a domino. Like, yeah. That is literally what we mean. It's a domino effect in action. I mm-hmm. mean, that would just like set off a chain of events that you, I mean, that could ultimately end up with us all. Like uh, what's that scene from the Terminator 2 where she's hanging on the fence and the nuclear <laughs> blast comes and it's just yeah. a screaming skeleton yeah. and fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, here's the note from Pasha Black, by the way, because uh, I, I sent him a note a couple of days ago, and I finally heard back with great relief, and he said, Hi, Bob. Thank you for your email and your kind words. I've seen people coming after your shows, adding me on Twitter, and expressing their support to the whole Ukrainian nation. Appreciate it greatly! Exclamation mark. I'm here in Kiev with my parents, and it's good to stay together during these days of hardship. Boy, he's really understating it, isn't he? Uh, He said, please find my unreleased album Remedy Plus via the link, MP3. I'm pretty sure that you will find songs resonating with the present moment, uh, such as Remedy and so on. And then he says, you know, you can play this. I'd also be grateful if you would help me in uh, finding a music publisher for this material in order to gain considerable international support and by means of art Mm. to stop this agonizing absurdity for good. So if you happen to be a music publisher and you're listening to this show, Show, uh, you can contact Pasha Black through uh, maybe Twitter, Pasha Black Music on Twitter, uh, maybe through his Reverb Nation link, or you can just reach out to me and maybe I'll uh, pass along his uh, his email with his permission, of course. So yeah, so uh, let's all stand by our Ukrainian brothers and sisters. And man, I think I know some people. I'm gonna get on that. Yeah, I think it's a great idea, and it's a great fucking album. The Lookalike Dream, which is the album we've been playing since the very beginning of playing our indie music here on the show, that's a fucking amazing album. 
And I would stand by that uh, just as much as any studio release or anything else that we've played. It's, it's a wonderful album. I think I've played maybe half a dozen songs off of that album so far. So strongly recommended. Okay, so IKEA said it would temporarily pause operations in Russia and Belarus. And the company's charitable arm announced a, a donation of 20 million euros or $22 million to humanitarian aid for those displaced by the conflict in Ukraine. They're still going to have to assemble their own fucking furniture. That's the only downside. <laughs> you know, I actually feel like as punishment for the when we after the trials, when the war criminals of this war are tried and sentenced, they should be sent to the <laughs> IKEA in Atlanta on a Sunday afternoon and kept there forever. Yeah, the ball pit area in particular. I've never actually been there, but yeah. like my friends go there and they come back with these horrified, like it was horrible, <laughs> like you know, just these like war stories, and I'm just like, how horrible can it possibly be? Yeah, you really IKEA. I've got a ton of Ikea furniture, by the way. But at the same time, whenever I go to an Ikea, I feel like I'm uh, like a rat in a maze it, yeah. being, you know, uh, the subject of an experiment. Like, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> yeah, see if you can find Never your way to, to the cafeteria. Oh, they're weird. Yeah. They're very strange. Wait, um, there's a, I want to say it's a hutch yeah. that a lot of um, therapists for like marriage counseling, huh. if they're concerned about the couple, never going to get along again. Yeah. They say, if you guys can build this together without <laughs> killing each other, there is hope for you. Interesting. Yeah, I, I've had pretty good luck <laughs> assembling IKEA furniture, but it is quite challenging. And when you go to the IKEA, David, you essentially start out, and it is a maze. There are it's, little it's arrows. It's frightening. It's very hard to find your way home and out of there. They never yeah. want you to leave. I, 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 I never intend to set foot in one because I mean, my <laughs> friends come back and they really, honestly, look like they've seen combat. I mean, they're like white faced and trembling, like reaching for the gin. You know, like dear, dear, she's had a shock. <laughs> you know, I mean, just like, uh, I, yeah, I never in, uh, you know, I had a friend that used to work for a property management company and he could put together some Ikea furniture so fucking fast because he had done so many of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was uncanny. He put together my shelving unit in here, like, in mm -hmm. just like 30 minutes I, and just didn't even like, I mean, just was whip, 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 whip. It was together. But I mean, that yeah. is after years of doing it. Eight hours a day. Yeah. You know. Last time uh, Kimberly and I were at an Ikea was shortly after we first moved back to the D.C. area. And it was March, and we were having, like, insanely high winds in this area. It was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, like... Not not hurricane. Like, let's go buy some flat pack things, some big things with lots of surface area so we can become human kites. That's exactly right, yes. But uh, we went to Ikea, and they actually, we were right in the middle of the Ikea, and they announced that they were closing oh, no. and evacuating the Ikea because the wind was about ready to knock the Potomac Mills Shopping Center sign that you can see from I-95 into the roof of the Ikea because the oh, wind God. was so strong. So that was, not only are we stuck in this elaborate Norwegian experiment, but then we thought, oh my God, we're going to get crushed by this giant sign because the wind is so powerful. So that was a, that was a fun little day, fun little afternoon. And then sitting in the traffic, getting out of Ikea for the next two hours also. Right. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, okay, uh, meanwhile, a besieged Ukraine has adopted a gruesome tactic in hopes of stoking anti-government rage inside Russia, posting photos and videos of captured and killed Russian soldiers on the web for anyone to see. Yeah, this is very much 
a social media war happening yes, right now. Is. One of my favorite things so far has been, uh, <clears throat> not this, certainly not, but um, there was a woman who uh, is a TikToker from Ukraine, and she did this TikTok video of her uh, capturing a Russian tank and showing everyone on TikTok how to operate a Russian tank. And it's so fun and entertaining. Uh, just when you get s- certain weapons into play, it doesn't matter how adorable and entertaining the yeah, opposition yeah, is and how fierce true. they are. Like, Well, no, um, I mean, she actually, that is actually how you drive a tank, though. It's yeah, not it like is. she's just being cute and adorable. No, that's awesome, though. She's literally, like, it's I've a teaching seen, video. Like, yeah, farmers, like, towing tanks away with their tractors, yeah, which yeah. is hilarious. But, like, a lot of these people are combat veterans. Like, a lot of people in mm-hmm. Ukraine have had military training, mm-hmm. and so they've been inside Russian tanks before because guess where Ukraine got their tanks? So they know exactly how to steal a Russian tank because they drove them around. Mm-hmm. Here's a question yeah. for uh, both of you, uh, and we'll start with Jody. Is there anyone in Russia who actually believes the denazification bullshit, the propaganda coming from Vladimir Putin. Oh, we're in this because we're trying to rid uh, Ukraine of all of the neo-Nazis. By, by bombing people. a Holocaust museum? Yeah, sure. exactly right. By bombing mm-hmm. the fucking Holocaust museum. Mm-hmm. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um, I'm sure there are people that believe his bullshit. Yeah. I'm sure there are. Yeah. Um, but yeah. obviously we've seen at, le- at least 50 cities across that country people are protesting and thousands have been arrested. So um, I have faith in the people of Russia that are getting proper information. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, it's going to, unfortunately, I remember there was 150 people that work in the Kremlin that signed a letter stating Putin, get the fuck. What, what the fuck do you think you're doing? Oh yeah. So that's also important. There are people in the Kremlin that are like, we got to fix this. Yeah. Yeah. What seems to me like uh, with, Social media and the internet now, government propaganda has the possibility of falling absolutely flat. And I don't know how Putin's propaganda is able to overcome all of the rest of the information that Russians are probably getting through the internet. Because at this point, the internet is still on. From what I understand, it's a lot like here. It's generational. It's a bunch of old people that watch state media. Oh, that's, yeah. And they believe every word, just mm-hmm. like the old people here believe everything that Fox News says. Yeah, yeah. But young people are getting their news from the internet, and a lot of young people are really, really against this war because they don't want to get conscripted, but also mm-hmm. just because they are, see state media for what it is. Well, okay, so let's move on, talk about uh, Tucker Carlson here and the nomination of Katanji Brown-Jackson. Tucker Carlson... You know, whenever you think he said the worst possible thing, he manages to top himself. It's kind of impressive to see it, and impressive in the worst possible ways. But I do have an announcement along these lines. I have adopted a new friend for Tiny Trump to join him in his cigar box. Uh, the other day, everyone loved hearing from uh, from Tiny Trump at CPAC. And Yesterday, reporters a... asked me if I thought Tiny Trump. Putin was smart. <laughs> I said, he's so high. Of course he's smart, to which I was greeted with, oh, that's such a terrible thing to say. I'd like to tell the truth. Yes, he's smart. The NATO nations and indeed the world. Okay. Greenland is a strategic yeah, place yeah, yeah. up there, up and there. Uh, they got a I lot of valuable minerals. minerals. I don't want to predict an outcome. I'm Shut just saying the president, <laughs> who knows a thing or two. <laughs> uh, so you can hear him getting the coke drip too, like he's, yeah. like, you know, like. 
Thank fucking God these assholes aren't in control anymore. Holy shit, is it a relief. I mean, you talk about a tense situation getting a thousand times more tense. Put Trump and these fuckers back in charge. Jesus Christ. And I wasn't buying into the Zelensky thirst. And then I started watching the videos, Mm -hmm. you know, and he's just like he's he again. It's heart. It's sincerity. It's courage. It's it's decency. You know, he's like, I don't need a ride. I need a gun. You know, like, yeah. But also, oh, he's, he's, just, he's know, got that like he's got that Eastern European like rah, 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 voice that just like <laughs> yeah, makes me melt. His, he, voice, his vocal cords are like two pieces of granite rubbing right, together. Right, right. And you know, he's doing yeah. what Al Franken did. Al Franken, famously a comedian, was on you know, a writer on SNL for many, many years, and ran for Senate. And as soon as he got into the fucking Senate, he was like, "You know what? I'm not going to be the comedian senator. I'm going to take right. this fucking job seriously. You're not going to hear from me for a while because I'm going to be doing the work of Wisconsin rather than sitting here cracking jokes all the time." And that's what Zelensky is doing. So getting back into Tucker Carlson, but just look at the contrast between yeah. like Zelensky in his body armor and Ted Cruz with his little pulley suitcase going. Going to mm-hmm. Cancun, yeah, and it just like you know, Ted Cruz wants to be a fucking stand-up comedian. That's what he really wants. <laughs> but well, no, he's but just, he's not very good at it. He would it, ooh. no, he's as bad at that as he has at being a senator. Yeah, he's Bruno Kirby from Good Morning Vietnam. That's what Ted Cruz is. And for that matter, you know what? So is fucking Tucker Carlson. Mm-hmm. So I, as I said, I've adopted uh, Tiny Tucker here. We have Tiny Tucker living in uh, Tiny Trump's cigar box with him. Here's Tiny Tucker talking about Katanji Brown Jackson's LSATs. So it might be time for Joe Biden to let us know what Katanji Brown Jackson's LSAT score was. What hell is she doing the LSATs? Why wouldn't he tell us that? That would settle the question conclusively as to whether she's a once-in-a-generation legal talent the next learned hand. It would seem like Americans in a democracy have a right to know that and much more before giving her a lifetime appointment, but we didn't hear that. Okay, if you can't follow what is, that. What is, what is fucking Kavanaugh's fucking LSAT score? What the yeah. fuck? Seriously. The fuck? Let's see fuck your fuck. fucking SATs, Tokyo Rose. Like, I mean, fuck, he's that just such racist a shithead. Piece of shit. yeah. He him. is a fucking wet fart of a human being. He yes. really, really, really is. Like, yeah. He is the patch of liquid shit that yeah. you get in your pants when you misjudge a fart. He like, knows what. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson knows what LSATs are. Tucker Carlson knows that LSATs are the test you take in order to get into law school. Right. It doesn't indicate what you learned in law school. It indicates whether you can get into law school in the first place. And she got into fucking law school. She got into fucking Harvard Harvard Law. Law. She became the editor of the Harvard Law Review. Also a position occupied by someone called Barack Obama in the past. So this is a big fucking Tucker, deal. I want to see your credit rating. Yeah. In yeah. fact, I want to know your waist size, fat boy. <laughs> right. Like you doughy sponge of a man. Like I mean, just like. God, that's funny. For fuck's sake, you know, like it just it's it's absolutely irrelevant to the discourse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, I, uh, Dan Rather. I, just, I really go ahead. Dan Rather laid into Tucker Carlson yeah, on did. Twitter. Mm. In response to Tucker's little rant about Katanji Brown-Jackson's LSATs, he wrote, number one, straight-up racist. Number two, we always hear about LSAT scores for Republican judges, which, obviously, that's sarcasm. Number three, LSAT scores are about getting into law school, as I was just saying, not the quality of a legal mind. Number four, Trump's grades and taxes, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, exactly (laughs) fucking right. And number five through 100, 
straight up racist. So yep. good, good job, Dan Rather. Yeah, see item one. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing about Tucker Carlson is not just what he's saying, which is fucking horrendous. It's what is motivating him to say it. It is utter goddamn cynicism of the worst kind. Tucker Carlson is engaged in one of the most obvious cynical cash grabs. He doesn't believe any of this shit. I mean, he may have some form of racism in him, obviously. Yeah. And it, does, it doesn't matter whether his racism is innate or not. Be, just saying racist shit makes you a racist, by the way, Tucker. But Tucker Carlson is doing nothing but appealing to the fuckery of his audience. He knows what the biases of his audience members are. And so what he's doing is he's constantly tweaking that button. He's got like a magic button that sits on his desk, so to speak. And he knows that that Instead button- of Diet Coke, it just dispenses burning crosses. <laughs> yes, that's right. Well, yeah, I mean, what it does is it sends a direct signal to the pineal glands of all of his yeah. viewers. And so he just leans on that for an hour. Because he knows that's how it gets him ratings, that, which also gets him money. And that's what it's yep. all about. It's about the cynical cash grab. Donald Trump has been- one of the most effective purveyors of the cynical cash grab. Donald Trump has no core values. Tucker Carlson no. really doesn't have any core values either. He just knows what to say in order to get a rise out of his fucking audience. And that is the worst possible motivation. That I would much rather have a genuine racist say racist things than this motherfucker. And that's not to say that Tucker isn't racist. Tucker is absolutely fucking racist. He's just got really no core values. All right, so that's that. Katanji Brown-Jackson is going to get very easily confirmed in the Senate. The, this LSAT thing is going to be a, another big fucking piece of shit that's not going to go anywhere. And besides, you know what it is with Tucker Carlson, the LSAT thing? This is all about distracting It's people. racism. But well, it's, it's ra yeah, obviously <laughs> racism. Yes, yes, yes. But, but you know what else it is? Did it's, you mention it's racism? Yeah, okay, um, also racism. Yes, I just wanted to add that. And uh, there was one more thing. Uh, racism. See, now we're both yeah. doing Dan Rather's bit. But what this is, is stop talking about what I said about Vladimir Putin last week. Yeah. yeah. Like, does Vladimir Putin call you racist? Does Vladimir Putin uh, let trans women in the bathroom with you? Does, does Vladimir Putin's dog take a shit in my yard? <laughs> does Vladimir Putin want to raise taxes on rich people? Well, I like that he says, does Vladimir, uh, has Vladimir Putin tried to cancel me? Oh, he would. Oh, he absolutely oh. fucking would. Yeah, he would He would cancel Tucker Carlson with fucking polonium. That's yeah. how Tucker Carlson would get canceled. And by the way, the people who are complaining about Howard Stern being part of cancel culture now, you can go fuck yourself. I know this is a little bit of a side note here, but you yeah, can go fuck yourself. I don't know anything about this. Well, he's getting attacked. Uh, Howard Stern's getting attacked by the usual suspects because Howard Stern is uh, not only in favor of COVID protocols, not only calling out uh, racism, uh, you know, he's all over these issues. And people are like, oh, yeah, uh, you know, Howard Stern's trying to cancel people. You know what? Howard Stern, for many, many Hasn't years, was always been kind of a left of center. Yeah, he. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes he's flirted with libertarianism, but you know, he's 
uh, Howard Stern has evolved over the years. And and Howard Stern was one guy who actually faced real infringement of his First Amendment rights. The government literally tried to censor him repeatedly. The fines were in the millions from the FCC. Every time he would say something, there was someone listening that would report him to the FCC, and the FCC would fucking fine him. Howard Stern has faced battles with real censorship, government censorship, what the First Amendment was designed to push back against. So don't sit there on Twitter and tell me that Howard Stern is some purveyor of cancel culture. You can go fuck yourself. Yep. <laughs> this is a lot of, lot of stand-up comics. They're like, oh, shut up, Howard. Pretty sure Jimmy Dore is on that. Uh, oh, fuck that, that guy. Tip. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to take a, uh, another break here and come back and uh, wrap up the show with more things right after. The- <laughs> I don't know who Jimmy Dore is, but the minute you said that, I mean, I kind of must know because I got an <laughs> image of a man-sized penis screaming like a tea kettle with like steam coming out of it. So That's about right. You nailed it. That's exactly right. Okay. That's back- all I know about him. <laughs> back with more show after these words. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Oh, yeah, this is a band we haven't played in a long time. This is Prehab. And the great Jason Kay. Uh, it's a song called The Boy with the Matches from the Light Up the Sky album. Prehab.bandcamp.com. Yeah, you got to support these guys. Yeah. So good. Don't you love it? Yep. BobSeska.com. Oh, great chorus. Yeah. You just talk right over the rest of it. I wanted to hear and I followed it up. Oh, well. I just okay. have to buy the song now. <laughs> wait, wait. I, can go, I think I can go back. I'll go back and see if we can get the chorus. No, it's here. okay. It's all right. There we go. go okay satisfied yeah i think we are awesome Uh, prehab unbelievable uh okay digging back into things here the one six committee has evidence of trump crimes and i feel like we're kind of burying the lead (laughs) 
Because this is a big okay, deal. But, but but we've had evidence of Trump crimes fit, sitting on the fucking table for... And go on. Yeah, well, it is illegal for Merrick Garland to say we're investigating such and such. Uh, just, just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, Donald Trump advisor uh, John Eastman's emails may have evidence the former president and his associates committed crimes in attempting p- to prevent Congress from certifying the 2020 election results. A House committee investigating the Jan 6 insurrection said in a court filing. And by the way... Bloomberg using the word insurrection. Thank you, Bloomberg. The committee says the emails may contain evidence of obstruction of an official proceeding, a felony that carries a maximum sentence of ha 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 20 years in prison. Yes, indeed. Mm. 20 fucking years Delicious. in prison. A conspiracy to defraud the U.S. and common law fraud. <laughs> Guys, I don't know if you know John Eastman from way back in his, like, spreading disinformation about gay people days from this, like, I can't remember the name of his organization, but it was one of those, like, family, you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, pro-family groups that was like, if someone in your family is gay, you send them to conversion therapy or you disown them. Yeah, right, right. But, like, I mean, he was really instrumental in spreading a lot of disinformation about gay people and lesbians being child molesters and... You know, it's just a really, really before he even came into this orbit of this particular swirl of turds in the big Trump toilet, yeah. he was already toxic. Boy, it'd be but a I real mean, shame God, if he ended up. You just look at him and tell he's anti-gay yeah. when you see him on the stand on January 6th, and he's fucking dressed like the Hamburglar. <laughs> I mean, that fucking outfit. He looks like such a clown. Yeah, it'd be a real shame if he ended up in federal prison, wouldn't it, for 20 years? Yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Don't drop the soap. Yeah. Uh, fo- following the insurrection, Eastman sent an email to Vice President Pence's lawyer stating, quote, the siege is because you and your boss did not do what was necessary to allow this to be aired in a public way so the American people can see for themselves what happened, according to the court filing. Eastman knew what he was proposing would violate the law, but he nonetheless urged the vice president to take those actions, the committee said. So he had consciousness of guilt. He had consciousness that this was a violation. He's a fucking lawyer. Of course he knows it's against the law. And there's a lot of discussion going on on social media right now about how, well, Donald Trump didn't know, so how can he be charged? Oh, isn't, there a, isn't there a thing about ignorance of the law is no excuse, is not yes. a legitimate defense? Jody, yeah. what can you tell us about ignorance of the law and whether Yes, that bring applies? your law and order degree. My law and order degree now that law and order is back. What did yeah. you make on the LSATs, Jody? Um, I, 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 actually, I was, one sh- I was one class shy of being pre-law in my school. <laughs> <laughs> nice. nice. Well, that's not surprising um, at all. Uh, but uh, of course, ignorance of the law. Hi. What do you mean I can't rob a bank? I mean, <laughs> right. Exactly. What do you mean I can't overthrow the government? I mean, you know what I mean? It's like, come on. I dude. lost the popular vote last time. Why can't I just keep saying being president? Just, Wait, that, that light that's red I'm supposed to stop on? I didn't know. Well, that's the amazing thing about this. That's the amazing thing about the entire insurrection and the plot to overthrow the election. It's because Donald Trump can't accept losing. All kinds of people are going to prison because Donald Trump simply can't accept with his uh, toxic positivity 
that uh, he lost the election. That 82 million Americans said, you are a fucker and we're not going to let you back in the White House. He can't deal with that. And so he's made up this gigantic lie, the big lie, and people are going to prison because of that big lie, because of Donald Trump's pathetic insecurity. All kinds of people are going to prison. Hundreds of people are going to prison because of that. That's what's amazing. And that's what I will never understand that all of these people are going to bat with their lives for this unforgivable fucking cartoon character from Manhattan. It's, it's unbelievable yeah. from that Queens. they're willing to do fucking this. Fucking Queens. He's yeah, from Queens. Queens. <laughs> well, Trump Tower's in, technically in Manhattan, so. Uh, but yeah, but originally from Queens, and he's still <sighs> just a, a shit person. He has zero seriousness, zero acumen, <laughs> no skills whatsoever other than promoting himself. And they're all like, yeah, well, that's that guy's worthy of uh, us going to prison, isn't he? <laughs> we're, we're fighting for a good cause, aren't we? That guy with the pumpkin head. All right, uh, meantime, an oath uh, A pumpkin made of scrotums. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, thank Lest you. Lest we forget. Yeah. I mean, ugh. Yep. Yep, yep. If you've ever seen a close-up, <laughs> that's exactly what it is, what his head is. Okay, well, uh, Joshua James, that oath keeper uh, who was uh, arrested for seditious conspiracy, he's going to plead guilty to two felonies related to his actions around Jan 6, seditious conspiracy and obstruction of an official proceeding. That one, like we were just talking about that with uh, the context of Donald Trump and John Eastman, obstruction of an official proceeding. That's 20 years, 20 fucking years. James is the first Jan 6 defendant charged with seditious conspiracy to plead guilty. Guilty. He's guilty. Um, Ron DeSantis. We're going to wrap up here. Ron DeSantis is a massive fucking cock. Yeah. Oh my God! Did you see him yesterday at the I University hope, of South I Florida? I hope to God whoever gets the uh, pr- whoever wins the primary for the governorship down there uses that fucking video twenty four seven against that asshole. Yeah, you I know hope what so they'll too. be using. Have you seen the kids? One of this kid's mama yet? No. No. Oh yeah, well, she's uh, like on TV this morning saying, "I told him to keep his mask on." <laughs> the governor has no place to supersede my orders concerning my child's health. Yeah. 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 Well, here's um, here's Ron DeSantis at the University of South Florida, in case you missed it. He was doing something about cybersecurity there. And there were some students at the college who were there standing behind the podium who were wearing masks. And as Ron DeSantis enters the room and sees the kids wearing masks, here's what happened. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. <laughs> Honestly, it's not doing anything, and we got to stop with this COVID theater. So if you want to wear it, fine, but this is a, this is ridiculous. There you go. I'm not insinuating anything. I'm not implying anything. But I want you to play that audio again and pretend it's Paul Lind. (laughs) Do it. Okay. You do not have to wear those masks. I mean, please take them off. (laughs) Honestly, it's not doing anything. Honestly. So if you want to wear it, fine. But this is is ridiculous. (laughs) I mean, I love theater, but this is not the place for it. That's just all I'm saying about that. He also sounded like this guy. Why is that door closed? How are we supposed to know? We're not supposed to move, right? Who closed that door? This is Ron DeSantis. I think a screw fell out of it. Yeah. It just closed, sir. It just closed. Who? She doesn't talk, sir. Give me that screw. I don't have it. 
You want me to yank you out of that seat and shake it out of you? I don't have it. Screws fall out all the time. Oh, the world's in a perfect place. place. Perfect place. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Why would anybody want to steal a screw? Watch it. <laughs> and your car. Get up here. My front and center. Let's go. Hey, how come Andrew gets to get up? That's right. If he gets up, <laughs> we'll all get up. It'll, It'll be, be anarchy. anarchy. OK, watch, watch the magazine. It's out of my hands. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's enough of that. Yep, you mess with the bull, get the horns. That's exactly right. <laughs> fucking Ron DeSantis, man, what a dick, what a colossal Ron dick. Is He's a Florida's dick. assistant principal in charge of discipline. What's, what's he gonna do? He's gonna like see a bunch of people, uh, you know, on the street wearing their seatbelts inside their car. Why, why are you wearing those seatbelts? Why did this screw fall out? <laughs> uh, he probably shit. does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, it just he's got this shaming of people wearing masks. Jody, uh, you, you've heard that on the street, haven't you? Didn't you say? Oh, yeah. I mean, Amanda gets it all the time, too. And I just, you know, I, nobody gives me shit that like I walk around because they all know me. I mean, yeah. I was first asked when the mask mandates went away outside. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you still wearing a mask? And I said, because I don't want to get it and I don't want to give it to anybody. And everybody's like, oh, OK. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it, uh, it's not hurting you. No, no it's not hurting anyone. I wear masks? There are people it's wearing not, masks yeah. before this that I would see because they either had skin cancer or something else wrong with them that when they wanted to go outside, they had to keep covered. So who the fuck cares? Why are you kids looking both ways before you cross the street? Hey, it's who not- do you think you are trying to be safe? <laughs> Cut the shit with this, this is my safety thing. theater. I have a job where I go from like restaurant to restaurant to restaurant to restaurant. Mm-hmm. And if I were to get, be COVID positive running around without a mask, I could infect the whole kitchen staff who would then infect the servers who would then infect every customer. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah. no, like I'm going to keep wearing a mask. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. What, why are people you- who deal with the public? <laughs> People who work at cash registers everywhere should keep wearing masks because it's just people are filthy and it's just, you know. He's going to go into the place where you work, David. He's going to be like, why is this kitchen so clean? Why are you clean? Why is it? Why are you doing this? Why are you keeping your walk-in cooler at a set temperature as required by the Department of Agriculture? (laughs) Yeah. What is with this sanitation theater? Whatever he's saying. God. Awful, awful, awful. Okay, coming up next is the uh, Shadow Docket on our Patreon page, bobsuskashow.com. Sign up for $5 a month, and you get two Shadow Dockets every damn week. And by the way, when you go to upgrade your account, say you want to go from the $1 level to the $5 level, don't just increase your dollar amount. You have to select the Shadow Docket level from the menu of, uh, of tiers on our Patreon page. So... And that's T-I-E-R-S. Unless you hate the show, it's T-E-A-R-S. So, <laughs> a little, little different. But seriously, you have to choose the okay, level. Bob, just why? Wrap it up. <laughs> <laughs> just the dollar the dollar amount will not get you to that level. You have to uh, select the new tier. Okay. You'd be amazed at the numbers of uh, uh, people who um, just increase their dollar amount and not their tier level. So Patreon, does, Patreon doesn't allow you to do that. Sucks. Right on. All, All right. right. Have a See good weekend, everybody. Take care, Bye. folks. Bye-bye. The cool people are coming with us. <laughs>